0: You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're gonna talk about mental toughness for coaches. We always hear the term being thrown around, mental toughness, and normally in sports, it's associated with the athletes. But today, I wanna talk about us. I wanna talk about coaches, because you know what? We need to focus as well on our mental toughness and how can we improve that and make sure that our mental game is as strong as we possibly can. It's an episode you don't wanna miss. Stay tuned. The Volleyball by Design Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 135 of the Volleyball by Design Podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? Another week of volleyball, another episode in the bank. Uh, For my new listeners, welcome to the podcast. My name is Coach Brian Singh, and I'm the host of the podcast. And if you are a regular listener, as always, you know much I appreciate you tuning in to another episode where the goal... Like every episode is to give you tangible, step-by-step strategies you can take back to your gym and apply right away. Uh, except this time, you're not really going to be taking it back to your gym per se, but you're going to be taking it back. Uh, well, you're you're going to be using it to your advantage to hopefully improve yourself as a coach. And the topic today, is we're talking about mental toughness for coaches. Yeah, not uh, not players, coaches, and. What's interesting is because you know I was thinking about it lately and I was talking to other coaches too and you know there is there is many coaches that will go their entire career, 30, 40 year career without winning a championship. And I wonder what the toll is on on their mental toughness, on their mental side that that's that's tough or you know in in college and university you know where, where is a big thing, you know you could be recruiting an athlete, and they may go somewhere else, and this may happen, you know, over and over again. And depending on the success of your program, that might be a reason why you're not being successful, is because of recruiting, and that could be mentally draining and exhausting. And and there are just so many others, just just chasing winning, you know, as a volleyball and, and in sports, you know, chasing winning can be very draining. And we're we're in the, you know, coaches. We our jobs are are very different than many jobs out there. You know, we don't just clock in and clock out right that those are jobs that maintain you know a same level of stress or and you know that that's a really broad statement i probably shouldn't say that but our job is a high stress job in the sense that we put all this work into a match and if we lose that match it feels like well you know we were unsuccessful so it, 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 it's a tough job uh, and over the course of a career and a season it definitely could be mentally draining so it's something that I wanted to talk about and I wanted to address on this podcast and I want to share my experiences and other experiences that you know I've, I've got a chance to connect with a lot of coaches and before I, I before I, I wanted to share my experiences I thought you know what let me let me do some research and I wanted to do some research to find out if there's anything on, you know, mental toughness for coaches. And you know what's funny? There isn't. You'll find a ton of research on, you know, mental toughness in terms of athlete development, in terms of athletes, but there's very, very few on coaches. And I did find one that I thought was really interesting that I want to share it with you. Um, this was, I found this in the sport journal and it's basically mental toughness in coaching. Um, it's by Uh, It's by by a a bunch, but it's by four doctors that did this study. And um, what I what I thought was interesting about it was they they interviewed a ton of elite coaches. Now I don't know what elite means, but they did a lot of elite, like NCAA coaches and some professional coaches and things like that. So, and the goal was to figure out, you know, what do they have in common? What are some things that we can come up with after the study to see what is it? What are some characteristics that mentally tough coaches have? So there, there was very limited research when it comes to mental toughness among elite coaches. And the, the result of this survey, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, sorry, not survey, research. I'm gonna get more into the research in a sec, but I wanna just uh, explain the definition they came up with after doing this study. They said that mental toughness of a coach is a complex interaction of several characteristics. And they, they broke it down to four. And that is, a determined mindset, resiliency, confidence, and a strong belief in your system processes and actions. So all of these characteristics results in consistent behavior and emotional responses for a mentally t- mentally tough coach. Now, these things can, you know, obviously mean different things to different people, but you know, a determined mindset is pretty like a <laughs> I can't imagine most coach. Most coaches will have a pretty determined mindset. I guess you got to define what, how determined are you? But you know that's one resiliency. Of course, you know bouncing back after a loss, being, you know, really not letting failure affect you, and still continuing to move forward. Uh, confidence, yeah, of course, and then a strong belief in your system. That's actually an interesting one, and it made me think back to coaches that I work with, and it's true do you do you wholeheartedly believe in your system, your processes and your actions? because if you don't, you're you're setting yourself up to not be mentally tough in that in that case. So they they interviewed um, a ton of coaches and they asked coaches uh, a, a lot of different questions, you know, basically asking them to define what what do they define mental toughness as um, They asked them whether they think mental toughness can be developed. And they also asked them, you know, what attributes of the ideal mentally tough coach, you know, what, what are the attributes of an ideal mentally tough coach? Uh, so they asked them those three questions. And it seemed like uh, the result narrowed it down to, I think, 10. So I have in my notes here 10 things that they narrowed it down to that, we, uh, that coaches have. And I'm going to read them to you here. Okay. So it says, Uh, The following attributes are discussed with inclusion of the coach's comments obtained during a focus group. Several of the characteristics overlap, but coaches felt these characteristics were necessary to help paint a picture of the ideal mentally tough coach. So okay, this is is after interviewing tons and tons of coaches. So the first one, confidence. Okay, so write that down, confident. Coaches felt confidence was a key ingredient to mental toughness, and I, I absolutely do agree. And they said that there were two motivations for this. Coaches need to act confident themselves to develop confidence in their athletes, and coaches felt confidence helped produce more productive coaching behavior. And I actually agree with that, because if you are behaving confidently as a coach, okay, by, by default, you're going to produce more productive behavior in the gym and with your athletes, so absolutely, those two things I think are really important. So, coach needs to act confident to develop confidence. in Your athletes and coaches felt confidence helped produce more productive coaching behaviors. So that was uh, that was interesting. Um, one coach actually, uh, one coach summarized confidence by saying this. He said that mentally tough coaches definitely have the attitude and project that their players. That you can do this, this kind of confidence that you can do, we are going to figure out that type of attitude. Uh, Let me read that again. Mentally tough coaches uh, definitely have the attitude and project that to their players. Yeah, they absolutely do. That you can do this, that kind of attitude, that you can do this, that kind of confident. So that's one. Resilient. Okay, coaches described the need to endure long hours of involvement. Okay, this involvement includes practice and training, planning, recruiting, and travel. Beyond that, coaches need to endure the ups and downs associated with competitive athletics. All right, I love how um, this isn't me, by the way, but it says, Coach B described the ideal mentally tough coach as being able to deal with the adversity and probably the successful moment equally as well. Okay, so coaches felt this characteristic is necessary for Periods of both success and struggle. And absolutely, if you're not resilient, I mean, it's going to be very tough for you to be mentally tough uh, in, in any sport, you know, let alone just volleyball. The third thing that they mentioned was consistent the ability to be consistent and bring your best effort as a coach. All right, so that's interesting, right? Consistency is tough. And that's why I say practice planning is important because if you are consistent in your practices and your delivery and your effort, okay, no matter what the circumstances are, that is a mentally tough coach. And I do agree with that. Okay, so maintaining a consistent outlook throughout the course of a season with the inherent ups and downs, that is important. Okay, that's really, really important. All right, the other one, what are we on, four? One, confident, resilient, consistent, uh, four. Have a positive spirit. So positivity was a necessary ingredient for mentally tough coaches. One of the coaches stated that mentally tough coach was an uh, uh, a mentally tough coach was an optimist that insisted, or that rather that isn't phased by a few losses or setbacks, by a difficult challenge with a difficult athlete and player management issues. So regardless of whether your your players are difficult or you have a couple losses or a couple setbacks you still remain in that positive spirit okay so many coaches felt it was easy to fall victim to negative experiences and have those experiences determine an outlook the mentally tough coach resisted and maintained a positive spirit and yeah I, I absolutely think being positive honestly no matter what the situation is and I've been I've unfortunately coached some really, really, really bad teams, um, and being positive helped your athletes still show up to work and still put forth that effort every single day. So yeah, having a positive spirit is important. All right, number five, passionate. So one coach described, one coach said, um, they stated they got to have passion for the game. A coach has to have passion for the game, and the kids feed off that, and they know it. And this sentiment was shared by multiple participants when it comes to characteristics. And passionate, I'm sure many of you, I mean, it is sport. And the, and the reason you're coaching is predominantly because, uh, you know, you're, you're, you are passionate. So that's something that we have to, we have to demonstrate that to our players. Okay. Six, optimistic. The ability to be optimistic. This is tied to the consistency and resiliency. Um, but really, really good coaches at their core are optimistic about everything. Like, it's very difficult to be in a mentally tough or a mentally, you know, positive state if you're going into a game expecting to lose. You know, it's really tough. That that will take a bearing on your on your mental. At least be optimistic about the opportunity, and the chance you have. And yes, they could be a better team and yes, you may lose, but you know, add that along with the other characteristics you talk about, you know, that that will help you set up to be mentally strong, okay? Adaptable. Oh, that's a good one. Absolutely, you have to be adaptable. So a mentally tough coach will likely have a lengthy career during their careers during their careers rather coaches need to pr- progress and adapt to changing technical and tactical issues in addition to changing social phenomena. So one coach felt mentally tough coaches think that mental toughness also has to do with being able to adapt. It's easy to just, you know, it's actually it's actually it's really important to adapt, but it, They say it's easy to just particularly those of us that have done it for a number of years go back to what has worked. Well, what worked 20 years ago doesn't work today, so you gotta have that energy to bring, to go after and look after new ideas and reinvent yourself and reinvent the process and the plan. So I don't know if I necessarily agree by reinventing, but what I do think is you do have to be adaptable because in our game, And volleyball is changing all the time, especially when they make rule changes that affect everyone. The game is changing, it's becoming faster. You know, athletes are way better than they were, you know, in years past. And there's a lot of different styles of offenses and things like that. So we have to be able to adapt. And I think more importantly, you have to be able to adapt to your athletes. You have to be able to adapt to your athletes. All right. We are on, what are we on? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Here, okay. Has inner strength. This one was an interesting one because it's true though. Like you you gotta have that inner strength. So many coaches felt that being mentally tough required fortitude. This inner strength was especially salient regarding coaching related personnel and management issues. A coach summarized this bit by stating that participating coaches think that this capacity to manage people, they are also very strong and powerful, is a critical quality in a mentally tough coach. So, yeah, you, you gotta, yeah, that inner strength part is actually really important because you, you need inner strength to cut players, for example, or have a very tough conversation with a, an assistant coach that you may have. So, yeah, having inner strength is definitely important. And the last one, I thought I said 10, but I guess it's nine. And the last last one, patience. Ooh, absolutely. I can't I can't stress that one enough. Patience is required, definitely required to be a mentally tough coach. You know, similar to resilience, patience is seen as so important because there's so many things that happen, especially the process of player development. Player development takes time, and if you're not patient, you could really get frustrated, and let that you know, let let that affect your mental toughness. To be quite honest, um, one coach said that uh, flexible, patient, adaptable. You don't let your emotions determine your actions. Uh, that's a good point. To me, that's mental toughness too. You know, when you want to shoot somebody, or when somebody should be shot, and you handle it. So basically. Yeah, you don't you don't let your emotions determine your actions. You know, you try to be as objective as possible. So let me just recap these characteristics of a mentally tough coach based on this study in the sports journal. Confident, resilient, consistent, has a positive spirit, passionate, optimistic, adaptable, has inner strength, and patience. Alright, that's what those are the characteristics that were found in uh, in, 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 that, in this study now I, I don't disagree with anything they said there. I think absolutely everything there is is really important, and I think that coaches should strive to demonstrate a, or have you know at least a handful of those qualities because it absolutely will improve your mental toughness and that's important. Now personally, some things that have helped me with my mental toughness, to be quite honest, um, I've narrowed it down to just a, just a handful. What it didn't talk about in the article was breathing. I think breathing is a really, really great coping mechanism to deal with high stress, certain situations in games, just like please tell your players to. We need to do that as well. So sometimes in the in a big moment, in a, in a really tight situation, you know, sometimes I might actually just take a, a nice deep breath to myself just to lower my heart rate, get my calm, so I can be more objective to my players, you know? So just a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Slow my heart rate down a little bit and let me refocus on what I need to do at hand. That's one strategy that I've used, and I use it. And I don't do it really like you can't really tell that I'm doing it if you're watching the games. I do it, you know, to myself while I'm on the sidelines, just to you know, just to get my get myself centered. I guess if you want to call it that. Um, one thing that I also really practice is expect anything. Seriously expect anything. You never know, especially in volleyball, it's such a momentum-driven sport. You never know when a team can go on a run. You never know when a team can surprise you, when a player starts getting getting you know, going getting getting really hot and scoring a lot. Like expect anything. That will help reduce any stress and things like that. I really believe this one and I have talked about this in the past, but be prepared. Be the more prepared you are for a game, the the less surprises that will happen that, that could potentially you know cause any stress or you know really hurt your mental toughness. So be as prepared as possible. And I I'm not gonna talk too much on this because I've talked about it a lot in the pod, but the more prepared you are the better you're gonna get or the better um, the better you're going to be able to combat anything the other team throws at you. Okay. The other thing and I we briefly mentioned this earlier is don't let your emotions get the better. Be objective. They're not, the one thing I always tell myself is your players are not trying to lose. So when you throw your hands up on the side when they commit an error, I'm guilty of you know showing emotion when an error is committed as well. I'll turn the other way or I'll do something. It's not helping. <laughs> Because now the player made an error, they already feel bad, and then they look at you, and you're, you know, you're negative, and that's it's just not a good look. So it's actually something that I'm working on a lot more this season is to try to show, show emotion. Don't get me wrong, but in a positive way. Not when if someone commits an error. It's like, oh man, what are you doing? It's it's hey, it's okay, all right. Hey, we'll get the next one. You know, I'm very. I try to be more supportive and positive to my guys when they make an error, and hopefully that that helps them. Um, one thing also, and this is kind of you know very similar to what i've mentioned with athletes is have a plan for failure even for yourself have a plan for failure what i mean i know i know it's kind of some coaches may think this is a bad practice we're not planning to lose i don't want to have a plan in case i lose but honestly for your mental toughness it's good to have a plan in case you lose or in case something doesn't go your way so you have a system and you have a procedure that you could execute when that happens so if your players lose a, lose a big game okay if they lose a big game have a plan in place of what you're going to do after that loss. What you're going to put, what you could potentially say. What are some actionable things you can do to help, you know, really create a, not, a less stress environment for yourself as well as your players. I really believe that's important. So have a plan for failure, just like I tell my athletes to have a plan for failure. You know, when they, for example, when they get a serve receive error, well, unfortunately that's, that's an error. No, that's not great. But how, what, what is your plan after you do that? So if we have a predetermined plan for things that happen in a game, we'll be really good. You know, we have a plan to deal with refs when they're making bad calls. We have a plan in place for that. So that way it does we don't get frustrated. We don't get carded, you know, things like that. We have a plan for, uh, we have a plan for a lot of things. So as a coach, have it, think about the situations that really frustrate you the most and create stress or put you in a bad mental state and create a plan for that when that happens. So you'll have something to combat that. And it's something that's really, really simple, but it could really pay dividends, especially by getting your emotions in check. And that, that in turn will help you be more objective in a game and be able to deliver Good coaching, you know, good in-game tactical changes if you need to, because you had that plan for failure. All right. So, just want to recap really quickly here. Um, and, and again, these are these are my like the, the last ones were my personal things that I that helped me deal with mental toughness. You know, the being prepared, expecting anything, breathing, uh, not letting my emotions get. Understand. I always tell myself this: the your player is not trying to lose. They're not trying to lose. And the, when you when you understand that, you'll be able to treat them a little bit better than you would instead of letting your emotions get in the way of that. Um, and that, and that's, the, that's the thing, try to be as objective as possible. Okay, going back to the definition here that they, the, the study of and the, the Sports Journal came up with, I wanna repeat it one more time to you. Mental toughness of a coach is a complex interaction of several characteristics, a determined mindset, resiliency, confidence, and a strong belief in the coach's system, so in your system, process, process, processes, sorry, and actions. All of these characteristics result in a consistent, sorry, inconsistent behaviors and emotional responses. So there's a long, nice definition for you. And just to recap the characteristics, we talked about confident, resilient, consistent, has a positive spirit, passionate, optimistic, adaptable, has inner strength, and patience. So if you could take, I mean, there's a lot of takeaways for today's episode in terms of the 10 characteristics, in terms of my experience and now having a plan for failure and breathing and all that fun stuff. If you could take just a couple of these and apply it to your practice, I i, I wholeheartedly believe you're, you're going to become a more mentally tough coach. And- the biggest challenge I've seen is letting your emotions get the better of you. That's probably the one of the toughest things as a coach in volleyball especially when you know it's, it's such a it's, it's a it's a really momentum driven game. I, I keep going back to saying that, but it's true and' it's, it's momentum for us as well as coaches uh, and we've got to make sure we stay objective and we stay positive. All right so that's it from me. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. I will see you guys next week. take care. All right, cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training, and instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days? When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out coachbtraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.